Steve, so we'll just spend about five minutes on the weekend and then we'll move into State of Origin because there wasn't really much to talk about over the course of the weekend with only the five games. I will say, though, uh, the Warriors losing that game, that to me almost puts a line through them for the season. You can't go losing that game against the Broncos team missing probably four out of their top five players. Yeah, 100%, mate. I agree. Um, I, I haven't been sold by the Warriors at all during the year even uh, Magic Round a lot of people spoke about them being the well that Warriors-Penrith game being the game of the weekend I, I I didn't think it was I thought Penrith were horrible that day and Warriors still couldn't get them um, yeah I, I agree I, I think they're gone um, it was set up for them Broncos were missing basically their whole forward pack and I know you know I saw the rubbish on the on Saturday about the baby Broncos getting the job done it wasn't a baby Broncos there was a lot of experience there yep. Um but Warriors, they should have beat them. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, just looking out of the top eight at the moment, Warriors now sit in eighth spot. You've got Manly coming. Oh, we'll touch on the Manly game. Uh, I I didn't think Manly were really any chance to win that game yesterday. Uh, Tom, Jake, DC, all out was going to be oh, very yeah. hard it's to score points. Alloy, 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 half, yep. yeah, half. And bad. the points they did score, a couple of long-range yep. efforts. Um, I will say, though, uh, I thought Josh Schuster was particularly good now Uh when one team only has really one point of attack, and that's like that's what they had, yeah. you know, you can't really depend on Lachlan Croker for too much creativity out of dummy half. He's solid, but he's not going to provide you oh, much. They just had to load up on Schuster. Exactly, they? Yeah. and for him to have the impact he did, I thought there was some really encouraging signs. Yeah, definitely. I think you put um, Travoy, well, both Travoyviches and DCE with him, and it, yeah, I think he's got a lot of upside. Hey, he's he's a very classy player. Um, John struggled yesterday, and I don't know if you you could never expect much out of um, Arthur. He'd been there, I think he'd done two training sessions with them. So, you know, I, I wasn't shocked when when John's got hooked and and Arthur came on, but I didn't think it was going to change too much. Manly just found a way to. They were quite gutsy, weren't they? They they just stayed in the fight long enough to give themselves a chance, and that um, ten in the bin. I don't know. Oh, I. I I think it was pretty ordinary, actually. Yeah. Uh, I, I will say, though, um, they are starting to get some pieces there at Manly that I think they can push them into the top eight. So Saab coming back obviously helps out a lot. It's yeah. He's a, he's an X-factor player, brings a lot. Um, I I do I do think that there's enough there for them to make the eight at the end of the year and, and really yeah. trouble some teams. Yeah, I do too. I think providing those key three blokes we spoke about, the Travoyevichs and um, DCE, providing they're fit, they, I think they make the eight. They can go on a bit of a run and win enough games. Yeah, absolutely. We'll move on to State of Origin because there's n- nothing much You else. don't want to talk about para winning? Like, uh, no, not really. Sure? Okay. <laughs> Just checking. They are coming like two points out of the eight. With their third grade forward pack and they still won. <laughs> two, two points out of the eight. Um, the, before we move on, yeah. the, eight, it, the, the ladder is frustrating the hell out of me. Oh, it's awful. It buys yeah, with the it, two points. Because you can't even say give everyone their... They're six points for the buys because of the way it's set up. Some teams have had two buys, some have had none. Yeah, it's really tough to get a read on 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 where the ladder is sitting. You know, it's, it's a little bit misleading, isn't it? It is. And second through to seventh, all on sixteen points. That's right. Uh, I will say though, I think six out of the top eight are locked in. I think you can put them in pen to make the final yeah, eight at well, the, the end of the year. To- the current top four, I think, you know, they they have to make the eight. So you've got 
I, I think Broncos, Penrith, Sharks, Rabbitohs, Storm, and the Raiders. Yeah, I think they're all Raiders. Yeah, you, you, the, you the, got it. You've nailed it. There's a good team. Yeah, in there. there is. I, I don't know if it's a good team. But there's a top eight team there. It's good enough. <laughs> no, I'm with you, mate. They, they, they're pretty good, aren't they? Yeah. And it's coincided with the run that they've gone on is when Croker came back into the side. Yep. Um, a mate of mine is a fanatical Raiders fan and um, he, he wanted Croker to be dropped years ago and I, I just couldn't work out what he was saying. Like, for mine, Croker adds, he adds a little bit in attack. He adds a little bit in defense. He's not elite at anything, but he's bloody good at every single thing that he does. He's elite goal kicker. Oh, he is, yeah. yeah it, so so you're going up in sixes yeah. every time. You know, how how much would the Dragons like to be going up in sixes? Well, they they're probably... 50% with their win-loss if, if they've got a decent goal kicker, aren't they? Exactly, exactly. Uh, we'll move on to State of Origin. Big news of the day, Latrell Mitchell uh, coming out of State of Origin. I wrote an article this morning um, on Latrell and the reason why Dane Gagai was dropped and the fact that Billy's seen this, he's seen this movie before with Will Chambers at the end of his career, be dominated by Latrell at State of Origin level. Yep. And um, he didn't want to go through it again. And then just as I hit send on that article to the paper, oh, Latrell pulls himself out. So thanks very much for that, Latrell. But uh, he was the one guy I was scared of as a Queensland supporter. Well, their centres, Latrell and Turbo, they both scare me. Yeah. Because they can turn a game in the space of five minutes, can't they? Yeah. Um, Latre- it's a big loss. I mean, I cop a lot of stick from, from mates around Origin time because... I still look at, I look at it for what it is. I, I love the, the contest. Obviously, I love Queensland. I go for Queensland, but I'm not never just going to tip Queensland because I'm a Queenslander and I love Queensland. I, I like to sit back and have a look at the sides and, you know, really weigh up who I think is going to win. And and I thought New South Wales probably had a better side. And and if both teams played the best that they could, my tip would have been New South Wales to get home in a tight one. Latrell not playing changes that. You had Stephen Crichton Raiders as your number one centre. He comes into the team now, but but that's only because we, we weren't allowed to have Latrell. That's and right. Turbo that's there. right. Yep. And I was just going to say, but Latrell's a different level. Yeah. So there is a bit of rumour going around that they are going to swap Holmes and the Hammer. So uh, Holmes naturally attacks on the left side. Yep. So he would come over to the right. So he would be up against Stephen Crichton and the Hammer would be up against Tom. Yeah. I actually don't mind that. We've seen the Hammer go up against Tom in Origin before. Yeah. Uh, and he did pretty well. Uh, your thoughts on that? Oh, I don't think it really matters. Um, Six and much? Yeah. Half a dozen Look, in the I know Holmes has been there for 18 months now, nearly two years. He's not a natural centre. Hammer's not a natural centre. Neither's Tom. So it's just... Three good footy players. Get them out on the field and let them have a crack. Let's take a look at this game. How do New South Wales win this game? Well, Cleary. You know, he. The thing that Cleary will do is he. There's question marks over Cobbo and Walsh's errors. Both of them are elite with the footy. Walsh has just got that X factor, blinding speed. He can create something out of nothing. But they both have got an error in them. And if anyone's going to expose it, it's going to be Cleary with his kicking game. And conversely, from a Queensland perspective, I, I don't think it takes a rocket scientist to realise that they want to bash the front door down. Yeah, that's right. They, they've, they've got to win the middle. Ben Hunt, do you think he'll start? Yeah, I do. It, it's worked. Why change it? Um, Hunt can get out there, absorb that early, early contact, that first 15, 20 minutes, 
Grant can come on and and it's going to open up for him because he's so dangerous out of dummy half. He's he's quick. He's quick between the ears and um, any tired players that are floating around for New South Wales, he's going to target. But it, but it is going to be interesting what what New South Wales do with with their pack and the way they use um, Cam Murray and, and Isaiah Yo because they're both locks. I think Murray will start on an edge. You know anything could happen, but it wouldn't surprise me if Murray plays a bit of prop during the game. I agree. I agree. The and New South Wales, even with no Latrell, they'll want to spread the ball early, won't they? Get, yeah. get it out to Tom and even Stephen Crichton as well. Um, Queensland won't be doing much of that at all, you wouldn't think, at least for the first half. Not, not to, You wouldn't think to start with. Um, I think Queensland are going to have to try and go through, what you said, smash the front door down and get on the front foot, get some ascendancy. And that's why New South Wales have picked um, Pangai Jr. To, to take him on early. Um, you know, whether it works or not, we'll have to wait till the end of the game. But I actually get it. Uh, a lot of people have bagged the decision and are into Fittler. When you, when you look out there, I, I would have gone for one of the Safidi boys, personally. But I, I do get what, what they're looking at there and why they've gone with him. When you look at these two sides, this is the first time in a long time I would, I would be pretty confident in saying that I think Queensland's got a better pack than New South Wales. Yep. And... Um, yeah, the fact that we and we will talk about selections just quickly. I was really stunned Christian Welch didn't get a start. Um, you know, we we didn't do a podcast last week, so we didn't get to talk about selections. But I would have Welch in over Cotter or Arrow any day of the week. I would have had him if it was down to those three. So I personally wouldn't have had Cotter or Arrow. Cotter would have been my eighteenth man thereabouts, but. If it was down to those three, I'm with you, mate. Welsh would have been 100% one of the first people I picked. Why do you think they haven't gone in that direction and they've gone with Cotter and Arrow? Because it, it can't be an age thing because Arrow and Welsh aren't that apart. Um, Arrow provides a little bit of versatility because he does play on the edge every now and again for South. So that's yep. possibly um, why they've gone that way. Cotter is a more explosive player than, than Welsh. So Welsh is straight up and down. Um, he's a 7 out of 10 for everything he does. Um, Cotter's not in great form, but but Cotter has got that explosiveness about him, so that could be you know one of the things they were looking at. I, I totally get that, and I would say the same for Flegler and Collins as well as far as pure meter eaters. Yeah, they they right. are better. Yeah. But I will say this, as a Storm fan, whenever the Storm beat Penrith, you always look back and go, man, Christian Welch did a number on Nathan Cleary tonight. Yeah, well, back the the series that we we should never have won. Um, 2020. Yeah, 2020. That was the year that Welch just... Destroyed peppered, Yeah, peppered Cleary constantly. Yep. Couldn't let him get a kick away. He got no free uh, free time with the footy to, to ball play. Welch was in his face every time he got a chance. Yeah, and I, I think if we... If the he- if the headlines after game one are Nathan Cleary has had a day out and gets a man of the match performance, then would it be crazy to see Welch come back in purely for that reason and sacrifice yeah. you know a Collins or a Flegler there? Yeah, I think mate, it's well Flegler. It'll be interesting to see how Flegler goes because he he can give away he can give away some penalties. Yeah, and and again, you know that's okay, but Collins is in the same boat. They're both blokes who just really teeter on the line. Wouldn't shock me if Welsh come in um, if we, if we don't get the win. But again, if if we get the win, that I can't see him changing anything. Oh, I agree. I agree. I will say though, um, Flegler and Collins' roles in this game might be really different to Clubland, and I say that because uh, we've got Carrigan 
and Tino, who can play massive minutes. Do you think Tino starts or comes on after 20 and plays out? I do think that. And I, it, it wouldn't shock me at all to see, um, to see Carrigan possibly play 80. Well, yeah, that definitely could happen. What I see with, with Flegler and Collins is whether they get 15 or 20 minutes out of them, then, then Tino and Cotter are coming on. So whether, you know, Carrigan could push up front, who knows what happens there. Cotter obviously plays up front anyway. But the way I see that next 60 minutes going is Tino plays out, Carrigan almost plays out, and Flegler, Collins and Cotter just continually rotate through. They'll nearly be the only subs that are made. Absolutely. Just 15-minute bursts. And, rip we, and tear. because you've got those guys that can play long minutes, Pat Carrigan could have a 10-minute spell from the 60 to the 70th minute. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's about timing, how the game's going. Um, one of the things that I think um, will be very, very interesting as well is when Nico comes on and, and what they do with him. Uh, what, what would you do? Well, Nico's in a similar position to... Uh, when we were talking about if David Fafita makes a team, yep. we said if David Fafita makes a team, he has to start. Yep. And that's the case here. Nico, bar, injury, obviously he comes on. But barring that, I'm not sure how you get him on, particularly with both Murray and Yo. Yeah. Uh, see, my natural reaction was to say play him at 13, like a roving 13 role. Like similar to what Ben Hunt does when Harry Grant's on the field. But other than that, I'm not sure how you get him on. Now, the other option that's been flirted, which I would find really surprising if they did it, because I just think it throws too much out of whack, and that is Appy comes off, Luai to dummy half, Hines to half. That's what I would do. Don't you think that that throws too much out? Yeah, it, it does. Um, but again, the way Nathan Cleary plays, he steers the ship. So whether it's Luai, Nico, um, Cody Walker, didn't matter who they pick there, they're playing second fiddle to, to Cleary. Would you, what do you think is Jerome Luai's biggest strength? What, personally, what do you think it is? Running. So do I. And I, that's why I reckon it, it could work at Origin, putting him into hooker for 15 minutes, freshen up Appy, gets Nico into the game. Nico could then fall back and play a bit of lock or you could play, Nico could play second row. You know, let's be yes. honest. Um, but it, it gives Appy a chance to to have a spell, freshens him up. It's going to be around the 30th minute mark or the 50th minute mark. So there's going to be fatigue in the game. Luai could really find some space if he gets a bit of a roll on. Whilst I agree with you, but if that was the thought from the selectors, wouldn't you rather pick Cook on the bench and have him just come on and relieve Appy in if, if it's for 30 minutes? Oh, 100%. And again, I think we spoke about this with our predicted teams. Yeah. We both had Cook, didn't we? Yeah, Cook on the bench. I had Cook yep. starting, you had Cook on the bench. Yeah. But regardless, I, I would have gone that way. Yeah. So for me, and Nico is a similar player to Ben Hunt, I suppose. Um, but to me, it was he either starts at six or he doesn't play. Yeah, and that's, you know, Hunt really has adapted well to playing hooker at, at origin level, hasn't he? Because yeah. what, what we're doing there, and, and I suppose what uh, New South Wales are doing with the, the centres that they had originally picked, they've gone, you know what, who is our best 17 players we've got in the state, in, in our opinion? Let's just find a spot for them. And for years, um, 
it, it's happened for years. I mean, New South Wales used to do it when they had um, Andrew Johns at nine. And I know a lot of people, especially north of the border, like to stick the boot into the Johns around Origin time and, you know, make out that he wasn't picked at half and Kamali was picked over him. But <laughs> you watch over the next few days when all these old Origin games are being played on Fox, if you watch any of those ones where he was named at nine, he's playing hooker and half. Yes. In it's some phenomenal performances and and Hunt doesn't have to do that because we've got Cherry Evans there. Hunt can just concentrate on on playing hooker and like Johns their body type adapts to it so well. One thing Queensland doesn't have is Kurt Capewell. Now, even though uh it's probably warranted, the Definitely. ability for Kurt Capewell to play center will be missed if there's an injury. If an outside back goes down, What's the reshuffle there? Now, I you could move Munster to the centre, but I, f- I feel like you then miss a, a genuine, you, your best weapon. Yeah, I, I, I don't disagree. But Munster, has he's played for the Kangaroos in the centres. Yeah. So he'd be the man that I'd, I'd move because Munster's job is going to be just react and run, DCE steering the ship, Um they could they could make that work in a number of different ways. I think um, I think Fafita could push out into the centres if he had to. I, I've always when when Titans were struggling at the end of last year, I floated the idea that Dave Fafita should actually be moved to centre just to try it. Yep. Uh, it, obviously not now. It's and, good that know. they didn't do that though, isn't it? Because of how well he's going at the moment, if they did that last year with him, it would have been them conceding. Well, you know what? Let's. Let's adapt for him and just push him around somewhere where it might make him better. Yeah. Whereas they've gone with the approach. Well, if you want to be a starting second role, which is the position that you play, you got to work hard and show us. Yeah. And he has. Yeah. Uh, in saying that, push Captain to shove, you could chuck him out wide. Yeah, I reckon you could for sure. You could probably move um, Gilbert. You know, I know it might sound a bit strange, but Gilbert to me looks like a bloke that could easily be pushed out in the centres for. A 10, 15 minute block. Yep. Tom Dearden is religiously named at 18th man for Queensland. Why is that? Because Tom Dearden will be our next halfback and for a long time. I agree. I agree. It, and with Cherry Evans, like, it's it's probably closer rather than later that he's in there. I'm not saying form wise, I'm just saying, no, just you know, age, pure age wise. Yeah. And, and at some stage when, you know, Manly are paying, what, 1.2 million or whatever they're paying for him. They may even have that discussion with him. as like, mate, you know, we're paying all this money for you. I, they, again, they wouldn't put, pitch it like that, but when's the finish line for you? When's Origin finishing up? The back three for New South Wales is so, so crucial. So, James Tedesco, Brian Toto, Josh Adokar. Now, more so Tedesco and Toto, but they're two of the best meter eaters that we've seen. Yeah, they are. Coming out of trouble. That's why we've gone with um, Murray Tuolungi as well, just because of the, the meters he can get off our own line. Um, I like that selection. The what, what's what's key for particularly Cherry Evans and Hunt, I suppose, when he's out there a dummy half as far as a kicking game goes. How do you how do you limit that? Because the, if if we wake up the next day and you just read the stat line and Toto's got two hundred fifty meters, Tedesco's got two hundred eighty. I'd have a fair wager as to who's won the game. Yeah, that, that's right. I think. If they can't find grass, so if they're, you know, we're not kicking on the front foot and we're, we're not um, putting ourselves in a position where we can, you know, find the grass with our kicks, 
they're going to have to try and kick it on the full to Toto and and make sure that kick chase is there just as he takes it. We can't let him get a you know a wind up, and he cannot be taking that play two, play three, because as soon as that happens, that's when you see him for New South, New South Wales and Penrith get that roll on, and all of a sudden they're on the thirty five, the forty meter mark, and you know they're putting an attack and kick in themselves. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Reese Walsh gets the nod over Ponga. Would you have gone that way? No, we discussed it. I would have gone Ponga, but he is an unbelievable form. And yep. um, we wake up on Thursday morning and Reese Walsh could easily be man of the match. Yeah. Easily. What are the keys for Queensland that you look at here? Oh, we, it's a big pack. Um, it's it, it, There's potential for it to be a very simple game plan by Queensland, just, hey, high completions and let Walsh and Munster out the back do some magic, uh, just as long as you know you can get those high completion rates, then Queensland should be able to move down the field, not yeah. easily, but, no, but pretty well. Yeah, we should be able to move down the field well. I think it's uh, one of those games where Queensland just needs to complete their sets, stay in it for as long as they can, and then things happen. And it always does. Um, you know that Munster's going to create opportunities. Harry Grant will create some opportunities around the ruck. Reese Walsh on debut, you know, we can't expect um, miracles from him. But there's a chance that he's going to, at some stage during the game, he's going to create an opportunity for himself or someone. And and with Hammer, the way he's done all year for Redcliffe, or so the Dolphins, he's that quick. He creates opportunities just from pure speed. So that kick chase, someone makes half a break, you're looking for Hammer. That's one thing that really encourages me about Queensland. Any half break by our back rowers in particular, and Fafita can do that, yeah. we've got probably the first and third fastest players at centre. I was just, as you're talking about that, I'm just having a think. I don't know if I can, because I was looking at the New South Wales team thinking, oh, well, is there anyone that could do that there? There's three blokes straight off the top of my head that could finish from anywhere. Teddy, Trevojevic and Adokar. Then we've got Walsh, Hammer, Cobo. If there's half a break, those three blokes are gone. Well, the Hammer's probably the fastest player on the field. Yes. And I'd probably put Josh Adokar at second and then Holmes at three. Holmes off the mark. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure Holmes is as quick over 40, 50. He doesn't seem to finish off tries as much as what he used to. Yeah. But he still explodes into space. Yeah, over 20 metres. He, he's probably one of the, yeah. the quickest in the game. Yeah. And, and so is Walsh. Like, Walsh is at top speed in about three steps. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I Do you see any do you see any weaknesses in the New South Wales team that they're going to be able to pinpoint an attack? Where, where, do, you th- where do you think they're going to go? So, as far as Queensland attacking certain parts yeah. of the field? Yeah. The, the best thing f- I, I think Queensland can look forward to... if. If it's if it's tied or Queensland have a lead at half time, I'm really confident of Queensland winning. Yeah. Because if if Tino and Carrigan can play big minutes like we think is going to happen, and they can keep a fresh Flegler Collins going, then Harry Grant's going to be able to get movement out of the ruck. Yeah. And be able to get that roll on and then get out a dummy half and create opportunities like that. Last year, Queensland had five or six blown tries in the series of Hunt and Grant getting out. And just like a, a failed pass at the end or yeah. the pass the wrong way. I remember one time Hunt um, didn't pass back on the inside to Cherry Evans and went outside and he got that's caught. That's right, yeah, and he, he was away. I, I reckon that's um, 
another reason why the New South Wales have gone with a, a couple of those blokes in the pack that they have this time as well. Um, Pangai Jr. is just a little bit quicker, a little bit more explosive. Yes, he can be lazy, um, but but he's a bit quicker and can probably fill that space a bit a bit better than what the Safidi boys could. Um, so around the ruck, definitely, you know, but both teams are are pretty solid. It's hard to pick holes um, in, in either side. I mean, if if Queensland had a concern, it's can Hammer control his edge for, for 80? New South Wales, can they control Hunt and, and Grant around the ruck? Knowing that both teams have got blokes, Munster being number one, that it does not matter what's happening in the game, how set a defensive line is, he can just create something. And whether he scores a try himself or create a try for someone. This is a big series for James Tedesco, isn't it? The Roosters aren't going great. Um, That's what worries me a little bit. <laughs> but I, I would say, though, he's a reason for it. Um, his form's certainly not what it has been over the past couple of years. Um, now, I'm not saying he's he's the total problem, and I'm certainly not ruling him off giving us a hiding on Wednesday night. But uh, this is a big series for him, I feel. Yeah, I think the his form is more about the Roosters than him. Um, they're terrible. They really... Look, for a Roosters team, they're not the worst team in the comp. They're not even in the yes. worst five or six teams in the comp. But, but for a team that was competition favourites... The talent that they've got the there, they're, they're, it's awful the way they're playing. So it's probably an opportunity, and we've seen it in the past for New South Wales and Queensland, blokes coming on the back of poor club form or a club team not going that well. It's a chance for them to freshen up, new environment, new people around them. Good memories get brought back when you walk into camp and you've had some success with someone. So that's, you know, Teddy could have a blinder. Yeah, he could. Uh, We'll move on to our top five to finish it off. Uh, Top five, five eights this week. Um, I don't think, I don't think we'll have too much argument at number one. But after that, it might it might get a little bit crazy after that. So, number one for me is Munster. He's number one. Clear yeah. number one. Clear number one. Uh, number two for me, and it's it's funny. If you ask me at the start of the year, he definitely would have been the least. But now, I, I think he's been so good the past month in particular, is Jerome Luai. Yeah, he's my number two. Yeah, okay, perfect. So, number three, who you got? Dylan Brown. Dylan Brown. Yeah. Okay, I've got purely for the fact it would be crazy if he didn't make one of these lists is Joey Manu. Because I feel if we leave him out of one of these lists, it's just it's just sacrilege. So Joey Manu makes the list. Whether or not he's the best 5'8 or not, I don't know. But yeah, I, I had to I have just, him in the list. He's my, he's, <laughs> Joey Manu is, would it be bizarre to say he could be one of the top five players in the comp but not make any of my top five lists? Mm, yes, <laughs> that's the problem I had. Just because he's not playing anywhere enough, he's injured. Yeah, yeah. but... Joe Manu, just as a player, yeah, I get it. I, I feel he's better than four and five. Yeah, and and you know, I'd have to sit down and have a really hard think about it. But he would definitely be in my top ten players in the comp. Yeah, maybe push for top five, but definitely top ten. But yeah, he's not going to show up in any of my lists. Yeah, <laughs> uh, number four. Number four is Dearden. Yeah, Dearden. even though I think he's a halfback, he wears number six. Yeah, I've I've got Dearden at five. Okay. Um, we'll talk about him in a sec, but I've got Walker at four. Well, I've got Walker at five. Okay. okay. All right. So the difference is Manu and Brown. And you know what? Brown was my six. So uh, that's fine. Dearden's the interesting one because 
and I, I was I was wondering if you would have Dearden in the list because the fact of the matter is, and anyone who doesn't think this is in denial, if Tom Dearden and Val Holmes weren't playing for the Cowboys this year, that they'd probably have one or two wins. Dead last. Dead last. Yeah. And I know that the Cowboys just got absolutely handed to them the other day by the West Tigers, but you can't put that on a halfback. No, and and maybe we need to dedicate a couple of minutes to talking about the, the Cowboys and and what's going on because it we'll go there in a second. We will, oh, yeah. Well, we, we can go there now. Um, so... When the Cowboys win a premiership, when they win their next one, uh, who out of the spine can you see being there when they win it? Uh, Deedon's the only one. For me, he's probably the only one. Uh, and Robson's a maybe. Yeah, he, he's a maybe. It just depends on... I'm not too sure how old Robson is, actually. I, I think he's a little bit older. You know, we talk about sneaky, sneaky old. He, he's sneaky old, <laughs> sneaky yeah. Old. He, I'll quickly double-check that while we discuss. But, yeah, he, he's a maybe. Dearden would be a definite. Um, Townsend, no. He, he's, he hasn't got too long to go. And drink water. The enigma. Yeah. <laughs> so, Dearden is, is the long-term future there. Probably their future captain and bus driver and drinks <laughs> buyer and everything else. Captain coach. Yes. Uh if you're the Cowboys recruitment... Okay. Reese Robson is 24. 24. Yeah, okay. About to turn 25. Okay. So he's, yeah, a bit younger than I thought. I won't write him off just yet. No, he, he could be sorry. But uh, So Tom Dearden is your future half in yep. some way. Do you go after a Ben Hunt? Or do you go after someone like a Jerome Luai? Now, I know age is obviously the the ultimate factor here so you, you would go after Jerome Lloyd but I just mean the type of player and also do you, how much faith do you have in your squad because if you think you can win a premiership now then maybe Hunt is the answer I think I think Hunt and Dearden are too similar I agree so I would go with Luai because they they would complement each other, and you don't run the risk of being too one-dimensional. If they can't get Luai, uh, is there another player that the, strikes you? Well, sorry, don't want to interrupt, but yeah. the only way I think Hunt and Dearden work together is if they had a more creative ha dummy half or fullback. So Drinkwater is a very creative fullback, but he is the epitome of rocks and diamonds. Yeah. Uh, Robson's an excellent hooker. He's got a good running game, but he doesn't create opportunities around the ruck. He's not asking questions like some of the better hookers do. So that that answers that question. So Luai would be the one I go for because he he's just that point of difference. Dearden can steer a ship around. Is there another player out there that you can think of that would be a good partner for Dearden going forward? Because I just don't think that there's anyone there who, who's coming through that could well, fill the role not they're all under contract Towns is under contract for one more year but, so you can I mean, go the, to market at the end of this year yeah but the the, the ones that you want to look at you Mitch Moses um, oh, we could go through them Moses Cleary Brown Munster Jerome Hughes um, all, all the ones that you would want to have first crack at Dylan Brown they're under contract 
you know, Manu is he? He's, I think he's got one year left, hasn't he? Yeah, he, yeah. he does. So he can he yeah, can so talk you, with clubs. Yeah, you might have a, yeah, might have a crack at someone like him. Um, but apart from that, I, I think the type of player that would complement Dean and, and the way the Cowboys would be at their best, they're just not out there. They're locked up. So then you look at fullback as well. So Scott Drinkwater. Scott Drinkwater's at a really fascinating point of his career. Hemiso would be handy. Um, wouldn't he? Wouldn't he? <laughs> if only they could have him. Uh, I, I will say, I do like Scott Drinkwater. He's at a really pivotal point in his career, I think, where he could um, he could fix some things in his game and become a really good first grader, or he yeah. could be the next man of steel in the Super League. Yeah, uh, that's... That's probably spot on, isn't it? I think... With Sam Walker as his partner. his partner, <laughs> yeah. I, I hope Sam Walker comes good. I really do. I think he needs to get away, though. Yeah. Um, uh, he needs to break free of, of the NRL, the family, the, the works, go and spend a year or two just playing footy, and then he could come back and, and be elite. He could, he could do a similar route to Jackson Hastings to go over there for a year or two. He's a lot more talented back. than Jackson Hastings, though. Well, well, that's what I mean. Jackson Hastings um, come back now. And, you know, for for all the talk about him, you know, um, the Tigers, they were better with him. Who do you, Where do you reckon he'll be next year? Jackson Hastings. Yeah. I, I think Newcastle would be mad to get rid of him. Yeah. Uh, but he might, I tell he you might what, sneak one he more might year. be partnering Tom Dean up at North Queensland. <laughs> <laughs> the way he, the way he bounces around, yeah. But what you said, Drinkwater is he's a, he's a funny one, and and you love blokes who back themselves, and you want you want players to back themselves and back their natural ability. And the big thing with him is he went on that three or four month stretch last year where everything he did was perfect, wasn't it? Like yeah, it was just absolute gold. And I think now there's there's been it's like the old drink water's back, but the thing I notice is the difference between the rocks and the diamonds is coming closer together, if that makes sense. Yeah. So on the the try that um, Cowboy scored the other night, where Micah was about thirty five meters in field <laughs> and still nearly yes. took the intercept. Yes. That was actually a terrible pass. Yeah. It was disgraceful. It was just that Micah got himself lost, and sometimes I. I confident that Mike is still is learning rugby league yes um so like that yep it came off but in the past I, I think a, a pass like that from drink water ends up in the third row and that's I'm not trying to you know take the piss or be funny but that that's what used to happen he would go for those big intercept or big cutout passes and they'd either get intercepted or they'd be you know touching the uh the touch judge on the face are you concerned from a Cowboys perspective about the Tamalolo contract because now is he the, wouldn't have long to go, would he? He's got three. I think after this year he's got four years. Okay. It's definitely three after this year, but I think it could be four because I think it runs out in twenty seven. No, I. Yeah, he's great. You would you'd rather have him than not. And if you've got to pay a few extra bucks to have him, well, so be it. You know, you you just got to develop a couple of young blokes for a year or two to to make up that discrepancy. There is the argument, and I, this is the argument I would say is that he paid for himself already. Uh, with yeah, those years sure. earlier, yeah, the, that, also, I think he burned himself out a bit too. I agree. There was that four-year stretch there where I thought he was the best forward that we've ever seen. Uh, particularly when they made that run to, uh, they eventually lost to the Storm in the grand final, but they went through that run at the end. 
you look at the cowboy side, how many blokes that they've got in Origin? Nanai was in Origin last year. Yeah. Um, Jordan McLean was picked for Origin last year and, and did the hammy. Yeah. Tamalolo is an international. Tamalolo is international. There is, there's something not something just smells funny. I don't know what it is. They should be performing a lot better than what they are, and no team should lose to the Tigers at this point in time by sixty points. It was it was pretty shocking, pretty shocking to see. Uh, the the last the last question before we go: Does the Tamalolo contract? Um make you think cautiously about Payne Haas and his future the fact that uh, multiple years are going to be thrown on for multiple millions of dollars now I I would just have a general rule and I, I'm totally willing to acknowledge Payne Haas might be the unicorn here and yep. he might be the freak uh, I would not give anyone f- over four years for someone whose number one trait is a physical one yeah, four or five years could be the the match you'd go to. I, I do agree. But I'd be given Payne Haas five years straight away. Pardon me, straight away tomorrow. And um, and I think out of the six years that the Tamalolo's been on this contract, would we say four of them have been unbelievable? He's he's earned his wage and some in yes. four of those years. He had one off year and this year's to be determined. At the moment, it's tracking to be an okay yeah, not a not a good one, um, but again, there's still half a season to go. Cowboys could go on a run, and well, they're good enough on paper. They're a good enough team to win eight from ten. You know, they, they win a couple, and all of a sudden they're up and about, and and they're away, and you get momentum, and blokes have got confidence. Um, it, it's it's an interesting one. I, I did I didn't want to say it out loud, but I did think to myself Friday night, para Cowboys, whoever went. Whoever won that game is alive. Whoever lost that game could be just about done for the year. Yeah. Because it's too hard to, to make it's, up games. It's too hard. And you see it You see it all the time. You know, a, a team will lose to someone that they don't expect to. And when you need to go on a run, you can't afford those games. But then you get a team like the Raiders who all of a sudden... And, and well, I think the... the Eels and Cowboys are, are better teams than the Raiders on paper. I know that doesn't mean anything, but Raiders just flicked a switch and went on a six-game winning streak. They've now won seven from eight, I think it might be. Seven from eight, yeah. yeah. So, you know, it can be done, but you don't want to be leaving it to the last seven games. No, you don't. Uh, Seeves, who wins Wednesday night? Queensland by one. By one over in Adelaide. It'll be a um, Cherry Evans field goal, left foot. That'll do me. Good to see you, mate.